Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Monday morning start of a brand new week. It is Monday, the 28th of August, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew back with you. Hope you all had a good weekend. Whatever you got up to, lots of sport to talk about. Broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. Or you can text 0457 736 736. That's all before breakfast through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney with Vossi and Brandy. Pat and Heels for you after 6 AM in Queensland. A lot to get through, mainly rugby league, of course, that will dominate the first half an hour or so of the show. We do have the AFL final set. The Wallabies were in action. Uh, the US Open tennis is getting underway in the next 24 hours as well. And the EPL. Uh, we'll talk to John Gallo in, in about half an hour uh, to talk all things football, including a last-minute victory uh, by Liverpool overnight, if you may have missed that. So plenty to get through this morning. It is a very exciting week leading into the final round of the NRL as well. And most importantly, want to hear from you. 0457 736 736, our text number. Or you can call the open line, 1300 01 1170. Start of a brand new week. It's two past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, except nothing less than Australia's best at install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. We will do our weekend review of the NRL in about 10 minutes on the other side of the next break. But a lot to get through. Firstly, I want to hear from you. What was your highlight of the weekend? What was the surprise of the weekend? And what was your disappointment of the weekend? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Stack of sport over the course of the weekend. Some very good performances by some clubs. Uh, some very poor performances by some other clubs. So uh, and, and in various codes as well. So we'd love to hear from you on that one. 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. Now, as I say, we'll get to our NRL review in a second. We'll go through this injury list in a moment. But I asked you this last week, and I'll ask you it again. With one round to go, we're in a very similar situation. In fact, we're really in the exact same situation as we were this time last week. Uh, Still 10 teams trying to compete to get into the top eight. Now, we know at the top of the ladder, uh, the minor premiership is still up for grabs for now. Although if Brisbane do beat Melbourne on Thursday, Brisbane will get the minor premiership. Penrith will get second if Melbourne beat Brisbane, of course, that minor premiership up for grabs on Saturday night. First question to you is if you're a Penrith fan, um, and even if you're not, team this Tuesday, of course, tomorrow, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow on the show. No Jerome Luai, as we know, one of many injuries, which we'll go through in just a second. However, do you name your top team, minus Jerome Luai, obviously, for that game on Saturday night against the Cowboys? Now, we know it could be a very important game for the Cowboys, but do Penrith name their top team or do they not? Do they risk going into the final series with two losses in a row? It's going to be tricky 
Um, unless Ivan Cleary has a set plan, and he may well have one, because obviously teams, you can name it, what, a 22-23 man squad tomorrow afternoon. Um, but they won't know, um, obviously, until Thursday night, whether they're a chance for the minor premiership or not. And then maybe Penrith, not overly bothered by the minor premiership. It is interesting to see what they will do there. I did note, um, I think it was Andrew Johns on the Sunday footage show yesterday saying that he would be playing the top team, especially without Jerome Loy to get those combinations going with, uh, we'll see if it's Jack Cogger or someone else playing 5-8. Interesting, that one. That's at the top of the ladder. Then the fight for the top eight continues uh, with the Broncos, Panthers, Warriors, Storm, Knights, and even though they lost last uh, yesterday in Newcastle, the Sharks with their four and against, they're sitting on 32 points, but you would think um, it would take a very, very big turnaround for the Sharks not to make it. Uh, so they are all locked in. The Raiders, the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys, and the Roosters, uh, the teams competing for those final two spots in the top eight. So I'll ask you like I did last week. Who's in, who's out when we're talking this this time next week? Next Monday morning, we'll be heading into the first week of the finals. Who gets spot seven and who gets spot eight? And are the Raiders, the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys, and the Roosters? Uh, the Raiders losing over the weekend. The Rabbitohs, as we know, had the bye. Um, and then the Cowboys and the Roosters posting victories. What do you reckon? And both of them fairly convincing victories at that. So who's in, who's out in a week's time? 0457 736 736. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Who gets those final two spots? Has your mind changed since last week, or are you convinced that there's going to be a couple of teams missing out, um, and you know who you think you know who the couple of teams that will be there are? Interested to know: Raiders, Rabbitohs, Cowboys, Roosters. Who gets the final two spots in that top eight? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. It's an interesting one. Obviously, the Rabbitohs play the Roosters. Uh, the Cowboys have the uh, Cowboys have the Panthers, and the Raiders have the Sharks. Uh, all very tricky games for all of them. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Now the weekend, a lot of injuries. So a lot of good footy being played, but a lot of injuries. We started with that on Thursday night with Jerome Luai. Uh, and ended yesterday with Caelan Ponga in that victory against the Cronulla Sharks and. I didn't think there was too much in the tackle. Um, but it when he was down, I think the first fear, and we know he's had all sorts of concussion issues, I think our first fear is, oh, is this another concussion? It wasn't. But he did look to be in some pain with that shoulder. Um, now, he stayed on the field for a few more minutes before they decided to take him off the field. Uh, I don't think they'll be risking him either way this weekend. Uh, I don't think it's worth the risk. Uh, they've submitted their place in the top eight. They will get a home final, the Newcastle Knights, in week one, whether they win or lose this weekend. So I would not be risking Caelan Ponga at all, um, especially the form he has been in. Um, so I, I, I highly doubt he will play. But let's hope he is back for the first week of the finals. I know NRL Physio on Twitter said last night that usually one to three weeks, but you can uh, play through the pain. Um, you would expect him to be back in a couple of weeks especially in the finals. It's going to be do or die for Newcastle that first week of the finals. Jamal Fogarty um, at the Raiders. His season is in jeopardy uh, after suffering an eye socket injury in the loss to the Broncos. Uh, so he is set to have scans there. Nico Hines, who didn't play yesterday, looks like he will return, though, for the game this weekend. 
uh, which is an important game for them against the Canberra Raiders. Uh, we know Joey Manu uh, tweaked a hamstring, minor hamstring strain. The Roosters give him a 50-50 chance. Sounds like he'll be named tomorrow and a 50-50 chance to play against South Sydney. Although, if you um, cast your mind back to what happened last year with the Roosters in that first week of the finals when they took Daniel Tupo into the game, who was 50-50, and he didn't get through it. Do you roll the dice on Joey Manu? Um, if he is, he, you'd, be, you'd be very surprised if he's 100% fit. Do you roll the dice on taking someone into a, yes, it is a must-win game, but then if he goes down after 20 or 30 minutes, they're in a bit of trouble. So we'll see what happens there. Jerome Hughes, he picked up a knee injury as well against the Gold Coast Titans. Um, and we know Clint Gutherson, who's not going to be part of the finals, he's set to undergo knee surgery as well. And Luke Metcalf is another one from the Warriors. So the full uh, injury list out of this round, Jerome Luai, uh, shoulder. Uh, he's targeting a return in the preliminary finals. We'll see what happens there. Clint Gutherson, uh, as we know, with the knee. Luke Metcalf with the hamstring. Uh, Pat Carrigan didn't play for the Broncos with a foot injury. Uh, we saw Jacob Carraz, uh, lower back, Braden Burns, hamstring. Jerome Hughes, a knee injury. Joey Manu, a hamstring injury. Jamel Fogarty, an eye socket injury. And Kalen Ponga, a shoulder injury. And that's, of course, on top of for the Broncos of Adam Reynolds not taking the field against Canberra. Your thoughts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. With so much on the line for some clubs, they may take a risk with some of these injuries. But if you're... Uh, and look, I'm not a coach, but if your place is cemented in the top eight, now six of the eight clubs are cemented. Now the order may change. I don't know how much you risk any of your star players this weekend. So it is going to be intriguing to see what they do. What would you do? Uh, what would you do if you're a coach, especially if you're a Panthers, if you're a Panthers fan, I'd love to hear from you because we've heard for many weeks now that we, most people thought that coming into the Cowboys game, they would rest players. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And who takes the final two spots of the top eight in the NRL? 1300 01 1170, 0457 736 736. Now, uh, let's just check a couple of other sports before we take a break and get stuck into an NRL review. AFL last night. We'll go through the full results of the AFL shortly, but if you're just waking up, switching the radio on, GWS 105, 16, 9, 105 defeated Carlton uh, 11 at 773, which is great news for GWS. They make it through to the finals. Of course, the AFL now have a week off, uh, but it means basically Collingwood will take on Melbourne in the first week of the finals. Brisbane will play Port Adelaide there or qualifying finals. Elimination finals will be Carlton taking on the Sydney Swans after the Swans lost yesterday to the Demons. And we will have St Kilda up against the GWS Giants. Uh, I don't think times uh, have been confirmed for those games, but I'm sure they will be over the next uh, little while. And we'll talk more about that with Matty Cox, of course, on Wednesday. They've got the week off uh, before they get into the first week of their AFL finals next week. Same weekend as the NRL finals. But well done to the Giants. The Swans just making the top eight. Uh, after all, after that loss to Melbourne and a controversial win against Adelaide last weekend. But they will be there. They'll take on Carlton, who uh, suffered their first loss in a couple of months last night to the GWS Giants. And in the rugby as well, the Wallabies were in action overnight against uh, France. Not a great result uh, for the Wallabies. Uh, France 41 over Australia 17. France 41 over Australia 17 with not too long until the Rugby Union World Cup. And Eddie Jones still remaining winless 
as coach of the Wallabies in this stint. I'm sure he still believes they can win the World Cup, but not a good result for Australia. France 41 over the Wallabies 17. As I said, there was EPL overnight. Liverpool getting a last-minute victory. We'll discuss that with John Gallo in about 15 or so minutes. But most importantly, want to hear from you this morning. one 1170 or 457 736 Who gets into the top eight? It's down to the Raiders, the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys and the Roosters. Uh, I'll tell you what, if... Someone gives me the right prediction, and I'll save the text. I'll find a prize to give you uh, next Monday on the show when we come back and talk again on Monday. So 0457 736 736. Who's there? Who's not? Uh, after this weekend coming up, huge weekend of footy coming up. Uh, would you be playing your top players? Who would you play uh, if you're Penrith? But even if your team is picking, carrying a few injuries, a bit like a Caelan Ponga situation, um, but you're cemented in the top eight. Surely you don't risk your star players. What do you think coaches do this weekend? And for teams like the Roosters and the Rabbitohs and the Cowboys and the Raiders, do you play stars that may not be 100% because it is a must-win game? 0457 736 736 or 1300 70 in your highlight, your low light, your surprise performance of the weekend in sport. one 1170 0457 736 736 Off and running for a brand new week. It is 13 and a half past five. It's coming up to 18 past five Monday morning here on SEN. Text here before we have a look back at the round of the NRL. Uh, no name on it, but number ending in 061. In terms of the Penrith Panthers, they say, yes, I think Penrith named the stronger side for the game against the Cowboys this weekend, especially after last week's performance against Parramatta. Important not to have all those top players uh around this time of the year, playing well for the finals, especially if they get a week off after winning the first round of the finals. Look, that's an interesting point um, because if I'm in Cleary, and it wouldn't surprise me if he chooses to do this, but if the Panthers don't name their top side this weekend, regardless of whether they win or not, by the way, they're quite capable, and we have seen it in the past that even when they rest players, uh, they're still quite capable of winning. They've got a very good system in place there. Uh, so they're still going to be in dangerous side regardless. But um, it is an interesting point that if they don't play this weekend, then they play the weekend after, they win that, then they have another weekend off. They're only playing, what, really two games in the space of three or four weeks. But it has to be said, they have done that before the Panthers. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think the loss last week to Parramatta, I reckon might, and the Jerome Luai injury, might force uh, Cleary's hand to maybe play uh, most of his top team. Maybe not all of them, but most of his top team. But then I suppose on the flip side of that, imagine if he does play his top team and we see an injury to someone like a Nathan Cleary. It's a really intriguing one to see what the Panthers do. I know uh, there'll be other clubs supporters looking at what they do, in particular the Cowboys and potentially the Roosters, very, very closely. Thank you for the text. Good point. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 at 19 and a half past five. Now on Tradies, the NRL wrap. 
Yeah, another huge round of the NRL, the second last round of the regular season for this year. So let's have a quick look at what took place over the course of the weekend. We already talked about the Eels' victory over the Panthers, 32 points to 18. So let's move to the Friday games. Warriors 18 over the Dragons 6. Well done to the Warriors as well, securing a home final for the first time um, for in a very long time. I can't remember the last time. I think it would have been 2008 when they played the Roosters um, there. Uh, so a long, long time and well-deserved after, especially after everything uh, they did for the competition and the game as a whole um, during the COVID period. So they will get a home final. Now, whether that be, uh, well, looking at the ladder, uh, there is still a possibility, but no, their four and against isn't uh, as good as the Panthers. So it will more than likely uh, be in week two of the finals or they play in Australia um, and win week one of the finals and get to host a preliminary final. Either way, they do get to host a home final, which is great news. I thought on the game itself, and we made this point with Charlie Goodsir uh, last week on Friday morning um, by, by, about both teams. The Warriors, whilst they've been winning and doing enough, uh, they'll probably still want to be playing better than they are currently. However, they are playing sides, and they have been playing sides recently that aren't really going to have much impact in the top eight. And I think the Dragons, again, they showed that they have been playing better footy recently, but still lacking that finishing touch. And uh, their coach, interim coach, Ryan Carr, said basically that in the post-match press conference afterwards. So uh, not a huge shock, that result. 18 points to six, the Warriors over the Dragons. Well done to the Warriors. That place, whenever that final is, whether it be uh, week two, week three of the finals, will be pumping. Um, and... I, I did see a suggestion over the weekend about the potential of moving it to Eden Park. I wouldn't. I understand why they would think about doing that. They would probably get a bigger crowd, but uh, I don't know if you'd want to lose that home ground advantage. It'll be interesting anyway to see what happens with that. Well done to the Warriors. Uh, Cowboys 34 over the Dolphins 10. Obviously a must-win game for the Cowboys, and I thought uh, they played quite well, got out to an 18-0 lead, um, and then... The game slowed down a little bit. Dolphins managed to control it because at one stage it looked like the game was going to get away from them. Uh, they ended up uh, still very one-sided, 34 points to 10. Uh, don't know how much you can read into the result apart from the fact that it was a good win by the Cowboys, an important win by the Cowboys, uh, but the Dolphins have totally run out of steam. Um, and that is nothing against the Dolphins. They've been so good this year, but I think this is probably where at the beginning of the season, most people expected the Dolphins to finish. We probably didn't see it happening like it has done, where their start to the season was so good, uh, and then uh, the end of their season, pretty disappointing. But uh, Wayne Bennett, I saw him in the post-match press conference saying they've got the foundations of a good team. Um, we'll see what they can do next year. You'd have to think they'll be even be better, uh, better even next year after what they've done this year. The Cowboys, well, they did enough. Uh, I still think, and Todd Payton quite rightly said this, they still will have to be a lot better to beat Penrith on Saturday night. But uh, the opportunity is there. And unlike some other clubs in this competition, it is in their hands. Um, so it really is up to the Cowboys on what they do in terms of making the top eight. We will find that out. Although it, not totally in their hands, it will depend on uh, what happens with the Rabbitohs because the Rabbitohs, of course, uh, and the Raiders, so not totally in their hands, to be fair, because the Rabbitohs, uh, their four and against is 73, the Cowboys is 36. So, yeah, you'd need a, you, you'd need 
uh, if South Sydney win, you would then need a pretty big victory by the Cowboys or the Raiders to lose, which we'll get to very shortly. So not totally in their hands, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, Saturday, Melbourne Storm 37 over the Gold Coast Titans 16. The big talking point out of this, Ryan Pappenhausen's return. He played 18 minutes coming off the bench, short stint. Um, not surprising that it wasn't very long. Interesting to see now, though, what the Storm do uh, with Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, there's been a lot of commentary about this over the past 24, 48 hours since he made his return to first grade. Where does Ryan Pappenhausen play for going forward? Now, do you throw him in that fullback jersey this weekend against the Broncos on Thursday and see what he can do? See if he can last the whole 80 minutes. Or does Craig Bellamy say, no, not going to risk that and use him as a bench player. Use him as the number 14 throughout the final series. I understand he's a great fullback. And look, Nick Meaney has been playing very well as well at fullback. Uh, fully fit Ryan Pappenhausen would be my fullback at the Storm. But whether he's, um, look, it looks like he's pretty fit, but whether he's got the match fitness there, having only played 18 minutes of NRL in the last, what, 13 or 14 months, a few games of Queensland Cup, that is my question mark. And do they risk it? It'll be interesting to see. And again, like we said about Ryan Pappenhausen coming back last week, which he did, I think if you're going to throw him in at fullback, you do it now. You don't wait until the first week of the finals. So some interesting choices for Craig Bellamy. What would you do? If you're the Storm, do you put Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback or do you play him off the bench? He's going to have impact either way. And if Craig Bellamy chooses to play him off the bench and not play him at the fullback role, and when we get to the finals, they need some input there. Maybe they could put him at fullback for the last 20 or 30 minutes and swap things around. It is a good X factor to have up your sleeve if he is going to be coming off the bench, Ryan Pappenhausen. Whether Bellamy elects to do that or not, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the Roosters, 32 over the West Tigers, 8 on Saturday night. Uh, Tigers, again, I thought fought hard. Um, played pretty well the first half. And it's been the story of the Tigers season probably over the past at least the least the recent part of the season over the past four or five weeks, obviously got that win against the Dolphins last weekend, but have been pretty competitive in all their matches. Uh, the Roosters in the end, though, are too good in the second half, running away with the Sam Walker uh, back. Very good try. Uh, first try for the Roosters in that game. Um, I thought he added a uh, different attack. I think Luke Keary, who I was critical and have been critical of this year, I think over the past month has been uh, very, very good. Lindsay Collins, again, enormous. A uh, question mark, as I said before, on what happens with Joey Manu. Um, and just on Jared Riria Hargraves, who uh, has played. was game, That was game 298 for Jared. Uh, he would have been playing game 300 either in the first week of the finals or in Vegas, um, facing six to eight weeks on the sideline. And uh, I saw some commentary that people believe it is too harsh. Um, now, I must admit, I didn't think he was going to. But when that news came out yesterday, I thought that was a bit of a shock. But it is for two separate charges. Um, and he has had a very, very bad record for a long time. Copping fine after fine after fine. At some stage, that is going to catch up with you. Now, whether the Roosters elect to challenge that um, and just go for it and see if they could either get him off completely, which I'd be very surprised, or... Uh, at least get a downgrade or they just accept the early play because if they challenge it and they lose, he gets eight weeks, uh, which is 
basically the first, well, depending how far the Roosters go this season, and that might be just this Friday. That's the first seven weeks. Um, but uh, to be honest, as I uh, said on social media yesterday, I think, unfortunately, if you're a Roosters fan, as much as most Roosters fans do love Jared Rear Hargraves, he only really has himself to blame. And why uh, he was doing that uh, with 15 or 20 minutes to go uh, in a game that they had won, um, similar to the Latrell Mitchell thing last week, is beyond me. Very, very silly. So I think at the end, uh, you can maybe question the length of uh, the suspension that may be handed down, but he didn't need to do that, and he's left himself and that team in that position. Uh, you can disagree with that, and your thoughts on the Hargraves charge. Is six to eight weeks fair enough? Should it be less? Should it be more? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. The Broncos 29 over the Raiders 18. Raiders had a dig on Saturday. Uh, Ricky Stewart still wasn't overly happy, as you may have seen on social media, um, but or on the coverage as well on Saturday night. But the Broncos, even without Adam Reynolds, Pat Garrigan, still too good. Um, and they're a side that if Reynolds comes back in fit, if Carrigan comes back in fit, whether that happens this weekend against the Storm or they wait until the first week of the finals, they are going to be very, very hard to beat. They were tested on Saturday night. The Raiders did lift for the occasion, but still not good enough to beat the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, I know Penrith are everyone's favourites, but Brisbane are very close second in my eyes. The only question mark I suppose I have on the Broncos is their finals experience. There's not a heap of, outside of the obvious in Reynolds. There's not a heap of finals experience there, but that might be a good thing. We'll wait and see what happens there. The Raiders uh, will go through the ladder in a second. They are on the cusp of missing the top eight. Um, and they're going to have to turn things around big time uh, against the Sharks, potentially without Jamal Fogarty and the Sharks getting Nico Hines back in. Yesterday, Manly 42, Bulldogs 24. Didn't really mean too much in the scheme of things in terms of the top eight, but a good performance by uh, Manly, at least the 42 points. Uh, again, uh, not a great crowd. You wouldn't expect it would have been a great crowd, um, and Manly too good in the end. But I want to get to uh, this game. The Knights 32 over the Sharks 6. What a win by the Newcastle Knights. And they were tested yesterday. No doubt about that. No Nico Hines, I think, probably hurt the Sharks a bit. But they did have enough opportunities to score points. They got the first try of the game. And Caelan Ponga got the second one about about 10 or 15 minutes after that. Um, but six all at half time, And uh, the commentary on Fox Warren Smith was saying the crowd, 29 and a bit thousand there, were very subdued. Until the second half when the Knights totally ran away with it. Um, I know you can say the Sharks were without Nico Hines. And look, I don't think the Sharks, at, at times they looked pretty slick. Um, and then they just made some silly errors. But the Knights, once again, what impressed me the most is, especially when the Sharks had quite a lot of opportunities, was their defence. Their attack has been great. And we've uh, heard about their attack, and quite rightly so, on the back of Caleb Ponga. Uh, Jackson Hastings, before he got injured, Adam Clune's been doing a good job since uh, Hastings has been out injured. But it is their defence that I think should be impressing a lot of people, especially the past two games against South Sydney, potentially another top eight team, and against the Sharks, who are definitely going to be a top eight team. The Knights, eight in a row now. I asked it last week. Uh, look, I, I don't know whether they can go all the way and win the competition. Maybe that's a step too far. But I would say I don't think anyone will be wanting to come up against the Knights, especially now they have locked in a home final as well. 
that is likely to be either maybe the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys, uh, the Raiders or the Roosters. One of those teams uh, will have to face Newcastle, depending what happens uh, over the next uh, week. But whoever it is, sold out at Newcastle is going to be a very, very tricky task. Newcastle playing some great footy. So the latter, after 26 rounds, one week to go. Brisbane Broncos first on 42 have a chance to secure the minor premiership on Thursday. The Panthers are second on 40. The Warriors are third on 38. The Storm are fourth on 36. That is the top four. Uh, the only way that could change is potentially third and fourth position uh, with the Warriors uh, there for and against is plus 148. The Storms for and against plus 158. So depending what happens there uh, in terms of the results of the weekend. But the top four pretty much done and dusted. Just the order. We'll have to wait and see. Then the Knights, they've cemented their place in the top eight. They're fifth on 33. The Sharks are sixth on 32. And this is where it gets interesting. The Raiders are seventh on 32, but of a four and against of minus 119. The Rabbitohs off the bye, they still sit eighth. Despite everything that's been spoken about, they're still sitting in eighth position on 30 points. Then you've got the Cowboys in ninth on 30 points and the Roosters in 10th on 30 points. After that, now the Eels 28, then it goes Manly, Titans, Dolphins, Bulldogs, Dragons, and the Tigers. So next weekend or this weekend, uh, the draw, what an interesting weekend of uh, rugby league we have coming up across the course of the next weekend um, and really looking forward to it as well. It starts on Thursday night and this is going to be a big game between the Storm and the Broncos. And the Storm, we know they have a very good record against the Broncos. Uh, so that'll be an interesting game. That will be potentially for the minor premiership. Then uh, 6 o'clock is Manly in the West Tigers. 8 p.m., Rabbitohs Roosters. Uh, the Rabbitohs win their in. Uh, the Roosters win. They've got to hope that either uh, the Cowboys or the Raiders lose. Basically as simple as that. Then on Saturday, the Dolphins will host the Warriors. The Panthers will play the Cowboys. Very, very important game for the Cowboys um, and the Panthers maybe for a minor premiership, depending what happens on Thursday night. The Dragons will play the Knights at 7.30. And then on Sunday, the Titans will play the Bulldogs. And depending on what happens with the games across the course of the weekend, the final game could be so important. The Sharks up against the Raiders, 4.05. The final game of the regular season, depending on what happens, may well decide that last spot in the top eight. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. We'll take a break. We'll switch our attention to the EPL on the other side of this. Seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. John Gallo in just a second. Just a text here from the Oval Treeman. He says, "Hi Dan. Highlight for the weekend was seeing the Bears win the minor premiership in the New South Wales Cup. Yes, well done to the North Sydney Bears with the Burley Bears topping the Queensland Cup." And winning their first playoff game, the odds of a Bears versus Bears match as a curtain eraser to the NRL Grand Final are improving. Yes, good point. Uh, the North Sydney Bears up against the Burley Bears. Uh, if they both win their respective New South Wales and Queensland Cup competitions, that would be interesting. As a team played of the same name before. So have the Bears like that. The Bears play the Bears. Have we had something like that ever before? I doubt it. Can someone tell me if we have? Uh, in a competitive sport, not a warm-up match or anything like that, in a competitive match that means something. The Bears playing the Bears. Be very confusing if you uh, weren't paying attention. Thank you, Yeovil Treeman. Uh, your thoughts, if you have got an answer to that, that would be great. Has a team played the same, the team with the same name? 
0457 Maybe John Gallo, who we'll speak to in just a sec, has an answer. And any thoughts across the weekend of sport? Your highlight, your low line, your surprise performance of the weekend. What do you do if you're Penrith? Do you play your full team on the weekend? Do you risk any of your injured players if you've got your place cemented in the top eight? And if you're a team like the Roosters with Joey Manu, and he's 50-50. Do you take the risk with a hamstring injury? Anything else that came out of the weekend in sport? one 1170 or 0457 736 Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. And on the line is John Gallo. John, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dan. Yes, Monday morning, beginning of the working week for... There's a lot of people out there except one person, that's uh, Jerome Luai. He's, he's not going to work this morning, Dan. He's, he's got a dislocated shoulder by the sounds of it, so he doesn't have to go to work this morning, so he'll be very, very happy. How long have you, been, how long have you been saving that one up for? Have you been working on that one all weekend? No, 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 mate. I've just, uh, just had to write that one down this morning about mm. five minutes ago. I just thought of it sitting down with a little lamp uh, on in the morning over my desk, and I just wrote that down with a feather and a tip point pen and I just wrote that little joke down so well done thought that would uh to put a smile on your face. There, yes, man. yes, uh, certainly, certainly does, certainly does. Probably doesn't put a smile on many Panthers fan faces, but everyone else, no. uh, I think, can see the funny. Well, they've been smiling all season. To be fair, they've been really, really good this season, haven't they? They've been smiling for the past three years. They're still my premiership yeah. favourites, but they do miss Beautiful. something without Jerome. Um, now, uh, football, uh, because uh, lots happened yes. across the course of the weekend. The EPL. So let's go through uh, these. Uh, not a huge surprise. The first one of these results: Chelsea three over. Town nil. Yeah, well, uh, Raheem Sterling was the uh, the man of the match by mm. far. In this game, he announced himself onto the stage and reminded everyone that he's still in the Chelsea squad, despite rumours that he could be uh, ousted out of the club. He's in his early 30s now, doesn't have the same you know pace about him that he used to in his prime, but uh, he was unbelievable. Two goals and an assist for the third goal as well. He was everywhere, Raheem Sterling, an absolute menace to the Luton defence. Uh, well done to Chelsea, an easy victory in the end, as expected. Comfortable three points. Uh, then we had Tottenham, uh, the Ange bus going along very nicely, 2-0 over Bournemouth. Yeah, Ange, Possetoglu, what do you say? It's, it's Ange ball at its finest. I think they've gone from good to great to better in the last three games. And I think the way that Ange has got them playing is a real confidence about, you know, this Tottenham team at the moment, real belief in, in his philosophy and his tactics and the way he wants them to play. And that's being relayed to the players. James Madison, probably the number 10 at the moment in the EPL. Um, Basuna in that midfield, Saar as well. Two players that last season were well off it. And now uh, you know, some of the two best defensive midfielders in the game, I have to say. But Charleston up front, probably still missing goals. That's still going to be the issue going forward for Anne. So between now and transfer deadline day, I think Spurs are going to have to hop into the uh, into the market and spend some of that Harry Kane money uh, <laughs> to, to really get themselves forward this season. But so far, so good uh, at the moment for Ange. And three wins on the trot. Brilliant, brilliant performance. Uh, Brentford and Crystal Palace had a one-all draw. Yeah, one-all draw. As expected, I thought both these sides play very open, expansive style of football under their respective managers. Um, I thought a great game of football for the neutral fan, that's for sure. Brentford probably found a little bit unlucky with some of the opportunities they created. Uh, but uh, I think they did very, very good to get a point in this game. And uh, obviously Ivan Tony, who's on a, on a suspension due to gambling, they could be losing their star forward come January transfer to, to some of the big clubs as well. So with all that noise going on in the background, I think Bedford did a fairly good job of walking out with a point in this one. Uh, these next two games, very interesting. Arsenal-Fulham, two-all draw. A late goal to Fulham to earn them a draw when they were down a man. 
yeah, I think this is going to be three points lost for Arsenal in the way. I think they'd be fairly disappointed at full time. They didn't uh, get on with the game and, and walk out with three points. Uh, an early calamity at the back there by Saka, the pass back to the keeper, which led to Fulham getting the opening goal after two minutes. Yet again, you know, Arsenal uh, succumbing to the early pressure and, uh, and giving up an early goal, which is probably their second time in three games they've done that. Um, so some, some bad signs there, I think, for Arsenal. A little bit all over the place. And obviously, uh, you know, Fulham made them pay in the end. So a good draw for Fulham. Three points drop for Arsenal. What about this? Nottingham Forest, uh, two goals in the opening four or five minutes, were leading 2-0, uh, and then they lost 3-2 to Manchester United at Old Trafford. But I tell you what, I think some Manchester United fans be a little nervy about their start to the season despite the win. Yeah, they were. And I think Nottingham, I mean, they had a man sent off as well halfway through mm. that second half, which, you know, didn't help the situation there. But, yeah, I think, you know, United, there were some, some positives and negatives out of this game. As you said, the negative is that they got down a 2-0 position early in that uh, first half, but then found themselves climbing back into it in the second half. I think Fernandez and Rashford, Ganacho and Anthony were really, really positive for United in that second half, which helped them get back to 3-2 and get the three points in the end. But to get to a 2-0 position midway through that first half and be 2-0 down and chasing the game, that's a, that's a huge concern for Eric Ten Hag and the coaching staff there. We know the pressure that's already been building after two games. United haven't been that impressive to start of the season, so there are some concerns. But United got out of jail with a 3-2 result, so they'll be happy with the three points in the end. Now, I think you tipped this. Wolves won over Everton nil. Yeah, Everton couldn't hit a barn door from five metres away. It was terrible to, to, to watch, really. I mean, Everton are struggling at the moment. Sean Dyche, he must be in absolute wonders this morning. He can't understand why his side are just, uh, again, for the second game, running after three games. They had so many opportunities and couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. And then Wolves come down the other end and score the, the goal, the only goal of the game. Credit to Wolves for hanging in there. They did a fairly good job of it. But in the end, I think Everton, there would be three points dropped for sure. Who's three points? And uh, this weekend coming, they got Sheffield United as well. So if they lose against Sheffield United, there'll be a riot in Everton somewhere, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, some really tough times coming up for Everton at the moment. And, and a great result for Wolves, a good three points, a tough three points, but uh, a well-deserved one in the end for hanging in there. Let's just whip through these next few games quickly because I want to get to the final game uh, that was played just a few hours ago. West Ham 3 over Brighton 1. Yeah, impressive. A shock result, really. I didn't expect Brighton to, to lose this game. 3-1 to West Ham. They're showing some great form under David Moyes early on this season. Anthony up front has been brilliant for them. Um, but, yeah, I think West Ham, a good three points. A, a shock one for Brighton. Sheffield United, they got a goal against Man City, but still not good enough. Man City, two over Sheffield United, one. Yeah, Rodri, in his last gasp effort seemed to be a bit of a theme at the moment for Man City. He popped up with about three minutes to go to get the uh, the winning goal in the end to make it 2-1 for City. But showing their champion mentality, obviously always hanging in the fight and walking out with three points in the end. Tough result, but a good result for Man City in the end. Three uh, points. Uh, Aston Villa, three over Burnley, one. Yeah, Villa ran the show. Matty Cash was absolutely brilliant with two goals in this game. I thought uh, you know, Burnley showed up for, for some periods in that game, but... Villa were just dominating going forward really fast and fluent under Unai Emery at the moment. So uh, a good three points and a bit of a, a difficult setback now for Burnley as well. They're struggling in around the last three games this season. So it's going to be a difficult season for them ahead, ahead for sure. A last-minute goal for Liverpool overnight, giving them, in fact, it was in injury time, the third minute of injury time, giving them a 2-1 victory over Newcastle, despite Liverpool as well having a man down. 
Yeah, again, Newcastle United, I think, uh, in a situation similar to Arsenal, I feel like three points has dropped here. Uh, Darwin Nunez, unbelievable performance. And uh, I don't think that Darwin Nunez has been playing that well for Liverpool since he came over in the transfer 12 months ago. But he's uh, announced himself to the world stage by his performance for sure. 2-0 coming off the bench, two goals that, that Liverpool desperately needed. Uh, I think wonderful form and, and wonderful two goals as well. So he's been a hero for Liverpool now overnight. And well done, I think three points, a tough three points, as you said, a man sent off as well, didn't help the situation, but they fought on, and, and well done Jurgen Klopp for making that substitution as well, and you know, still trying to press on and get a result out of the game, that was really impressive from Klopp, so yeah, I think Liverpool three points, a real hard-fought three points, but uh, one that they'll deserve in the end, last second half, they came home at a storm, so well done for Liverpool. And I believe we actually have some exclusive uh, audio of Jurgen, here he is. I'm not your puppy. There we go. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank, well, yeah. thank that's, you. That's him, that's him playing some out on film somewhere. Uh, yes, right. okay. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, just a text on your Lui, on your Lui gag. Uh, this is from Pete. Yeah. Uh, he goes, Bar, John, uh, he pinched that gag about Lui off Twitter. Now, I look, I'll defend you here. I have seen that gag uh, many times across uh, Twitter or X as it's now called, but you're not a big Twitter slash X follower, so this could have been your own no, material. I don't have I actually don't have Twitter, so I didn't see it on Twitter. But uh, Facebook no, I don't have Twitter. I don't have Instagram. I don't really have any of that. So, uh, no, I don't think I, I can say I pinched that from Twitter, which I would. But, uh, no, I don't. I don't pinch my jokes. I write my jokes. Mm. How about that one, eh? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, you can tell, can't you? Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you, John. Yeah. Uh, looking, <laughs> looking forward to having another chat on Friday when we get to another big round of the EPL um, and a big weekend of sport, of course. Highlighted by the NRL uh, next weekend, but the EPL still going on into uh, week four already next weekend. So we'll chat on Friday. All right, mate. Chat soon. Have a great week. Yes, I will. You too. Uh, John Gallo on the line talking all things football and doing a bit of comedy as well. Uh, you get everything here on Tradies News. Uh, we'll finish off with some text and we'll go through the weekend of AFL as well. It's ten and a half to six. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. Good to have your company. So AFL across the course of the weekend, the final round of the AFL. We know the Swans lost to the Demons uh, and then GWS getting up over Carlton last night. So they get their spot in the top eight. Other results, uh, Collingwood 101 over Essendon 31, Fremantle 93 over Hawthorne 56, North Melbourne 132 over the Gold Coast 97. Uh, we saw the Brisbane Lions 72 over St Kilda 60. Uh, the Bulldogs 104 against Geelong 79. Uh, West Coast going down to Adelaide. Adelaide 133 to West Coast 110. Port Adelaide over Richmond 94 63. And as I mentioned, the Demons 77 over the Swans 56. The Giants 105 over Carlton 73. So Collingwood will play Melbourne first week of the finals. Brisbane will play Port Adelaide, their qualifying finals. Carlton will play the Swans. And St Kilda will play GWS as elimination finals. couple of texts to finish things off. Marty from Richmond says, Oh, hi, Dan. The low light for me was Hargraves was the late hit, a late hit and letting his teammates down and being suspended. Yep, very, very silly play. Uh, the Caelan Ponga late hit also needs to be taken out of the game, in my opinion. Yeah, interesting to see if a 
Ramian gets any charge out of that one. And Yeovil Treeman says Broncos, Panthers, Warriors, Storm, Night Sharks, Rabbitohs and Raiders will be the top eight in his opinion. We will find out over the course of the next week. Thank you for your company today. Pat and Heels coming up for breakfast in Queensland. Enlisted for listeners in Sydney, it'll be Vossi and Brandy. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. We'll cross to the USA. Have a great Monday. Breakfast is next.